Welcome to The Good Life with Dr. Danny, a program of Danny Yamashiro Ministries and Formation Institute. Divisions of Jesus Christ is calling you. To contact Dr. Danny and learn more about the ministry, visit drdanny.live. Now let's join Dr. Danny and experience the good life today. Danny Yamashiro here. Welcome to The Good Life. Encouraging you with inspirational stories to share with family and friends, offering perspectives of hope through Jesus Christ. Today, we're reaching into the vault for a classic interview when I hosted this show in Hawaii. Join us now. Open your heart to what God has to say to you. When people are suffering, they don't need normal. They need something different. Fortunately, God provides it through you. The great coaching in this book, he's talking about a book that he's endorsing. This book will explain how you get involved in miracle work and bring God's love to the world. I don't know about you, but if you've ever experienced a certain kind of suffering, uh, sometimes it's prolonged bouts that you go through. It could be bouts with depression. It could be a physical ailment. You might even be wondering if uh, there's some kind of affliction or if there's some kind of demonic impact that's uh, causing the way that you feel or causing you to do the things that you do or become a susceptible uh, like a victim. Well, this endorsement from Mark Dolly is for a, a book written by Dr. Jordan Singh, and the book is called Miracle Work, A Down-to-Earth Guide for Supernatural People. And, and get this now, Dr. Jordan Singh, he's in studio with me today. I'm going to talk to you about his ministry, but only for a short time, because we want to get right into him and what God has done through him, for him, and in the lives of many people whom God used him to touch through the years. You know, the Good Life Warrior Radio Show, we exist to lead people, people like you. We want to point you to Jesus Christ, who loves you so much. He died on the cross for your sins. He shed his blood on that cross. And, and three days after he was put to death, he rose again. And the, the living Christ still calls you today. Wherever you've been, whatever you've done, whatever you've gone through, his love, loving arms are outstretched. And, and wants to embrace you if you would come and put your faith in Christ who did it for you, died in your place so that you could have eternal life and a, and a supernatural life here on earth today, right in your situation right now. Dr. Jordan Singh, he's the author of the new book, Miracle Work, a down-to-earth guide for supernatural people. He's been engaged in teaching, healing, and prophetic ministry and worship, small groups, missions, church planting for the last 20 years for every major denomination and numerous parachurch and missions organizations in America, Europe, Latin America, Asia, and the Caribbean. And before helping to begin Blue Water Mission, he served for four years in the Presbyterian Church and about 16 in the Vineyard Association of Churches. He holds degrees from Stanford University and the University of Chicago with a PhD in political theory. He was a National Security Fellow 
at the Kennedy School of Government at Harvard. He is the pastor of Blue Water Mission. Jordan and his wife, Sonia, have two children. Dr. Sang, welcome. Welcome to our show. Aloha, Danny. You're the only person on the islands that calls me Dr. Sang. <laughs> no one else is just Jordan. Hey, we, we start off with the formal <laughs> and we, we, we just get down to the nitty gritty. Uh, Jordan, where did you grow up? Oh my gosh, I grew up all over. Uh, I was born in the San Francisco Bay Area, but uh, uh, I had a colorful childhood. My family was actually running from the law for uh, a good portion of it, so we danced around the country quite a bit. I was in California for a while. I was in Oklahoma for a while, Missouri, uh, a very brief stay in Texas, Oregon, uh, Hawaii, of course, all over the place. Um, I'm from nowhere and everywhere. You know, in Hawaii, we, we listen, you know, names, right? So saying, we, we think, okay, is this a guy Chinese or what? I, I might be Chinese for all we know. Okay. Uh, my family tree is a little little cloudy uh -huh. uh, back in the branches. Uh, but the name uh, is actually of German extract, Zhang, I think. Zhang. Yeah. So, uh -huh. uh, so I, I don't know that I'm Chinese. I did marry into a Chinese family. So my kids are half Chinese. Uh, at least. So that's settled now. Uh, all set. Yeah. <laughs> Who influenced you most in your growing up years? Oh, well, I had um, a powerful family. Uh, I, my parents split up, but um, I ran around the country with my dad and with my grandma um, uh, for complicated reasons. Uh, they had to run off with me. Uh, they actually risked their freedom uh, to keep me uh, and uh, no, that wasn't lost on me. Um, I had a, a tiny family, uh, but a tight one. Um, and uh, my my grandmother is still with us. She actually lives with us here hmm. in Honolulu. She's 88 now, spry as ever, loves wow. to dance. Um, we moved around the country a, a lot, um, and so uh, what the Lord did for me is he gave me powerful relationships with powerful people at different times and different places. Uh, so I actually came to know the Lord through some babysitters who took me to church. Mm -hmm. uh, originally, when I was just a tot, they came into my life in an extreme sort of situation. And uh, they were the McCowns. And actually, a few months ago, I, I just buried uh, Don McCown, uh, the father of the family. Um, who was just a, a fantastic saint, huge influence mm -hmm. in my life. Uh, their family sort of adopted me, and when my family sort of had issues with the police, um, they were part of a Nazarene church. In, uh, we were in Sacramento at the time, Sacramento, California. So through the McCowns and the other Nazarenes, the grandmothers of the church actually hid me out underground, hid me from the cops for a while. There are all these epic mm -hmm. stories of grandmas passing me over backyard fences to keep me from the authorities so I wouldn't I wouldn't get trapped in the system and babysitters, you know. Babysitters. They just randomly showed up in my life and changed the course of my future forever. So at what age can you recall going back that you know, okay, I, I came to know Christ in a very personal way? I cannot remember a time in my life uh, where I was not talking to God. Cannot remember a time. Uh, which is extraordinary because I I didn't really have what you would call a believing family or not a church going family, um, but you know originally through these babysitters uh, and then different places where 
where my family would land and hide out, there was always someone in the neighborhood who would show up, drag me to Sunday school, uh, see that uh, I got a little Bible education, a little worship, mm-hmm. uh, a little normalization. <laughs> yeah. um, so it was just a part of my life. I had an extreme life on the margins, uh, but Jesus was always normal for me. Uh, he was always part of it. Um, my faith developed uh, not in a church because my life was such that I didn't get a lot of churching. We were running around a lot. We were changing locations a lot. Uh, so it was kind of just, just me and the Lord. Uh, the first thing I understood about Jesus was, was that he was my he was my best friend. Uh, he was he was always there. So that's why I see I can't remember a time when I didn't talk to the Lord. Right now, so brothers, sisters. I was an only child. Only child. Uh, yeah, my parents split just pretty much uh, when I was born. Uh, so, but uh, when I got older, uh, my father eventually remarried. I got a, a couple step siblings, yeah. and uh, I have a half brother out there on my mother's side whom I have never met, hmm. but someday I hope to. You just know, your ordinary American family, Danny. Yeah, ordinary. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Jordan, I, I think about okay, you're you're young, you accept Christ. I mean, just a, a little boy. Uh, did you experience loneliness? Any yeah. struggles with that? Yeah, you know, I, I had I had an unusual childhood uh, by by any measure. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're a kid, it's just what you know, right? I mean, your, your life is just your life. Um, but uh, I do remember uh, sensing a lot of loneliness, a lot of isolation. Um, depression runs strong in my family. I think um, if if there would have been any authority around, uh, I probably would have been diagnosed as clinically depressed when I was a kid. Um, I can remember uh, threatening to kill myself when I was five years old. Uh, I can remember grabbing a knife and thinking about it, and that's probably not super healthy. Um, that I mean, the saving grace for me was, of course, you know, I always had, I always had hope in the Lord, mm-hmm. and that got me through um, some rough times. But you would have called me a loner. You would have, you would have called me lonely, um, very introverted and unusual. It's not a normal kid. No. I, I know you're in the ministry right now. You're a pastor. You speak a lot. You've you've engaged a lot. I mean, when you write your book, you're writing stories out of your own life, supernatural mm-hmm. manifestations, uh, encounters with demons, uh, healing, supernatural healings that, that take place. It's, it's like a normal thing for you. It's like the supernatural is a normal thing. And like I, I mean, I'm sure you talk about more of it later. The, the supernatural is the normal in the way that, you know, you're living your life. But, <laughs> you know, people can very easily forget, hey, this guy's a Ph.D. He, he's been a fellow at Harvard. He's got his Ph.D. from University of Chicago. So, you know, how does that, you know, when, when, when did you find out, you know, being a loner kid, how did you discover that you had you or how did other people around you discover that you had these uh, amazing Gifts, like genius gifts. Oh, the intellectual gifts. Um, I, uh, I was originally diagnosed when I started school. I was originally diagnosed um, as having some learning disabilities, uh, some uh, dyslexia and uh, other problems. Um, 
part of my issue was that we moved around so much. I was hardly ever in one place for a, a full school year. Not so. a whole lot of structure in your yeah, life. Yeah, so teachers didn't necessarily know what to do with me, what was going on with me. And it was a third-grade teacher. Um, I came into her classroom uh, early one year, and she took a look at me and thought, well, actually, I, I don't think – you know, I don't, this is an unusual kid. I don't think he's actually learning disabled. Uh, I think he might actually have something going on in his brain. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she sent me to um, a district specialist, and, and they gave me an IQ test, essentially. And it turned out that you know my IQ was exceptionally high, and they enrolled me in a talented and gifted program uh, in the state uh, of California. And oh, that really changed things for me. Uh, I got uh, to... Uh, to learn things in an accelerated path and to investigate some things that interested me. I had some great teachers who took some interest in me. And, you know, from then on, schoolwork was just sort of easy for me. And um, I had a fifth grade teacher, um, Mr. Hagwood, a great guy. Um, he uh, pulled me aside once and he said, you promise me you will always go to the best schools. You promise me that you will always get a big education. And I just really responded to that. He told me, actually, to go to Stanford University. So when I got to be uh, uh, in high school, when I was applying for colleges, uh, that was the one place I wanted to go. Well, and you did. I did. And you went on and... Met my wife there. It was a good investment for me. Oh, gosh. that That's more than, a, more than <laughs> an exceptional bonus that you receive. Well, Jordan, when we come back from our break, I want to get into the book. You know, you've... Over a decade. I mean, I'm sure people around the world, wherever you speak, when you speak, they're like, "Okay, where's the book? You know, why? I, wh- wh- where's the book you you wrote?" It took me a while to get it out, <laughs> but you did a lot in between, right? Like plant a church. It's Marianne. been busy. And you had a couple of kids, you know. <laughs> yeah. When we come back from our break, we're going to talk more with Dr. Jordan Singh, well, Jordan, and uh, about his new book. Miracle Work, a down-to-earth guide for supernatural people. He gives these stories. I mean, you, you, you read it, I mean, it'll just pull you right through because you can, you can find yourself there, you know, in the sweat and in, the, in, the, in the, the hustle and bustle of the dynamic ministry of healing, of deliverance. When we come back, he's going to talk to us about that and some of the things that God put on his heart for you as you wrote the book. Okay, stay with us. We'll be right back. Wandering the road of desperate life Aimlessly beneath the barren sky Leave it to me i lead you home James 3.13 says, Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show it by his good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. The Good Life with Dr. Danny is brought to you by generous sponsors. Thank you to Coach Dino Babers and Mrs. Susan Babers, Mr. Edmund Jung and Mrs. May Jung, Mr. Rodney Arias Sr., A1A Electrician, Cedar Assembly of God, and the Thursday Men's Breakfast, Boston. If you, your business, or your church would like to support The Good Life with Dr. Danny, please visit drdanny.live. Join our partnership team. That's drdanny.live. Thank you.
You're listening to The Good Life with Dr. Danny, a program of Danny Yamashiro Ministries and Formation Institute. Divisions of Jesus Christ is calling you. Now let's join Dr. Danny and experience The Good Life today. Danny Yamashiro here. Welcome back to our show. Today, we're reaching into the vault for a classic interview when I hosted this show in Hawaii. Please enjoy. Imagine this, being a, being a little boy, uh, being passed over uh, fences with different aunties, you know, church grandmother kind of type of people passing you over because they're, they're hiding you from the cops. It sort of sounds like a movie. I mean, maybe it could be made into a movie. But then as a, as a young boy, he's you know, looked on by his teachers as saying, hey, maybe this kid has a learning disability. But then one teacher says, no, you know what? He's in third grade. I think he's got more going on up there. And they find out that his IQ is so high, it's it's at the genius level. Well, he's continues on his life, and he eventually goes to Stanford University and gets his PhD from the University of Chicago, ends up at Harvard. But now he's a pastor of a church in Hawaii. It's called the Blue Water Mission, Blue Water Mission. Married, got uh, two kids. But I'm talking here about a guy named Jordan Singh. And Jordan it talks about his relationship with Christ at a very early age because he was a loner, lonely kid, prone to depression, you know, kind of a melancholy boy. But God was doing some unique and mighty things. You're listening to the Good Life Hawaii radio show. I'm Danny Yamashiro. Again, my featured guest, uh, Dr. Jordan Singh. And Jordan is here with me because he's written a new book. It's called Miracle Work, a down-to-earth guide for supernatural people. And it's a book that I, I, you know, I want you to, as you're he- you hear him, think about, you know, how this could impact your personal life and how it could impact your ministry. To find out more about the book and Jordan, you can go to bluewatermission.org, bluewatermission.org. Jordan, um, when did you, find a a place where you said okay this is like this this feels like a church home to me when did that happen uh that that probably happened in college for me i I had experience with a lot of churches when i was growing up because we moved around a lot and and my family was uh what it was um i never really got plugged in to a church i didn't get a lot of church in nobody taught me my manners um how to navigate Mm -hmm. church very well Mm -hmm. Um, some great Christian influences, but but a lot of churches. And uh, when I went to college for the first time in my life, I I was going to be in the same place for a given number of years. I had some stability, and I had a great campus fellowship, some some students, some peers who were going to walk with me uh, in faith. Uh, It was a revolutionary experience with me, for me. Um, It socialized me a little bit, (laughs) which, which was healthy for me. And then uh, toward the end of my freshman year, uh, I discovered a church uh, near campus. Uh, it was a Vineyard Christian Fellowship, um, Vineyard Association of Churches. And I walked in, and I remember the minute I walked in, the, the pastor was up front, and, and he, uh, he had stood up because he felt the Lord was speaking to him about uh, some individuals. Uh, so he called some individuals, some strangers out of the congregation, and was giving them what he called words of knowledge. It's like, oh, the Lord is telling me, that you came today, you have an ear problem. You're like deaf in one ear. And and the, the visitor would say, well, actually, yes, I am. And then they would pray to heal that person. Uh, in other words, they were doing some supernatural ministry. It, it was obvious to me that in that place, it was normal 
to actually converse with God in, in real time. And immediately I knew that, um, that this was home for me. It, it felt like, ah, you know, these people know, know my Jesus. Uh, these people walk with my God. Um, my experiences will not seem alien here. And I settled in, you know, for the first time in my life, I settled into, uh, to a church home, uh, the vineyard learned a ton and, uh, that started a lot for me. What, what kind of things stand out to you as some of the highlights in your close to 20 years there with vineyard? Um, well, I, I can't really, uh, overestimate how important it was for me, um, had to have a community, uh, of people around me. Um, I had a great campus fellowship, but it's different to be in a church surrounded by people who are of different ages from different walks of life. Hmm. You know, um, it, it normalized me, you know, it socialized me. I, I had never really had that. I, other people have that their whole lives. I had never had that. Um, and you know, it felt like extended family to me, you know, um, like brothers and sisters and aunties and uncles. So that was huge. Some Something so special about feeling accepted, feeling apart, feeling like you belong. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, this is a place I could grow. This is a place where I can contribute, um, you know, and to have common purpose with people. Um, it turned out that when I got involved with the vineyard, uh, I was involved in a church plant. You know, I was involved in a young church. And so immediately I was building churches. Um, you know, I was, what, was 18, 19 years old. And my first church experience was building a church. You know, I didn't show up at some established traditional church. Mm -hmm. I was sort of, you know, in a young church on the edge. And so that experience became normal for me. Uh, and since that time, I have been a part of, you know, church plants. I've been planning churches ever since in different parts of the country. Uh, Blue Water Mission is now mm -hmm. planning uh, some house churches in unreached corners of the world. That became a big part of my life. Right? I, I can't overestimate how important that was. Yeah. And so that's what I mean by common purpose. You are building the kingdom forward. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, that was huge. Uh, a great part of the, the vineyard for me was how supernatural ministries were natural. Okay, let's let's get into that now, Jordan. How did that happen? How did that grab you? Or, or it's normal, right? Supernatural is normal. How, how did that come about in my life? Um, I I knew the Lord from a very young age because I had some you know some Christians who ministered to me uh, at a very young age, but I didn't get any churching. Right, I was always kind of on the margin of things. So my faith, my walk with Jesus, was really shaped um, by you know it was me, it was Jesus. And it was the Bible stories that I read. And that's about all I had, you mm -hmm. know. Um, and I read the Bible at face value. I mean, when you're a little kid, you don't know any, any better. So the stories I read in the Bible, you think about the big stories, they all pretty much have one structure. The Lord speaks supernaturally, and then people respond. <laughs> and uh, often when they respond, other supernatural things happen. Mm-hmm. And Sounds pretty simple. I, huh? I thought that's how it worked. Mm -hmm. You know, nobody was around to tell me that that wasn't how it worked. Uh, and from time to time, I would get into a church for a short while and have some experience. And I noticed, well, they're not they're not talking about those things, but you know, may, maybe they're behind the scenes, or 
you know, they have, you know, they, they don't talk about it on Sundays or they don't do it. I just, I just assume that maybe, you know, that wasn't how it worked in church or something. Um, but, but that was my expectation. That was my normal expectation. And if in my own life, I was not hearing the Lord speak to me on my own life, if I wasn't getting miraculous answer to prayer, then I always assumed that probably there was something wrong, that maybe there was something more to, for me to figure out. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I never suspected that, um, oh, the Lord just doesn't do that today. You know, it didn't occur to me that, um, you know, there would be churches that disallowed it. It never occurred to me. Jordan, you know, at the beginning of your book, you talk about being in the South American or Latin American country. You're, mm-hmm. you're there at a church gathering. Mm-hmm. I mean, you take us back. Describe it a little bit. What, what, what happened there? Um, the story I tell at the opening of the book is actually from, uh, from Cuba. <laughs> and uh, I was Caribbean. Do- yeah. yeah, I was doing some work there. You know, Cuba is a communist country. Only a couple of them left. Not really kind to the gospel. But there's a, a, a wonderfully thriving uh, Christian community there, uh, mostly through small uh, house churches. And uh, so I was traveling there with some folks uh, from the islands and uh, some young people uh, that we'd sort of gathered together, and I took them with me. And we were just visiting the house churches and doing some ministry, and um, they're just so wide open you know, to the move of the Lord. They're so hungry. Uh, and that particular story uh, we were at a house church that uh, it, it, it was a private home uh, the couple um, who lived there had gutted it taken out all the, the walls and the furniture so that they could have church meetings in their house okay uh, I stood up to to greet the church and uh, every church has informants in it communist informants mm-hmm. neighborhood informants so as an American I'm really not supposed to preach so I just said hello from my church and then I prayed you know, I prayed for the Holy Spirit to come and kept my eyes open. And, uh, you know, the Holy Spirit did come. And uh, we started seeing the Spirit move on people. Uh, uh, sort of see the Spirit fall on someone. You walk over there, maybe they have a sickness, so we would pray for some healing. And We ended up doing some deliverance. Uh, the fun part of that evening and why I tell the story is because the young people that were with me, they didn't have a lot of experience in supernatural ministry. I mean, they heard me talk about it and maybe seen a few things, but, but I just kind of released them to start healing people. And, you know, one of the guys laid his hands on a woman who passed out under the power of the spirit. That happens sometimes, you know, there's physical reactions to the, the spiritual power of the Lord, but he thought he'd hurt the lady and freaked out. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I've heard her. Wake up, senora, wake up. <laughs> he didn't speak Spanish. He was just screaming in English. Of course, she ends up getting healed, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a scene that I I remember in that evening because we were in this uh, this amazing neighborhood. Uh, it had just been racked by poverty. It had never recovered from the Cuban Revolution. There rusted hulks of cars in the streets, you know, and a bunch of starving dogs running around and, and the poverty just had, you know, you could almost smell it. Uh, it was so deep and, and people were wearing threadbare clothes and, and, uh, it was very, very grimy, very, very gritty. And the experiences we were having with the people and supernatural power, 
power. They looked grimy and gritty too because people were passing out and people were getting delivered from demons and vomiting when they did. Like like vomiting on the only shoes you yeah, that yeah. you had. Yeah, one guy vomited on my feet <laughs> and, you know, I'd only brought one pair of shoes with me, you know, and so <laughs> the dirtiness of it. Yeah. Uh, in a lot of ways, mm. it looked unheavenly, you know, in this oppressive situation, this very grimy situation. It looked completely unheavenly and completely heavenly at the same time. It looked incredibly earthy and incredibly godly at the same time. And to me, that's the definition of supernatural. Um, you know, there are no supernatural things in heaven. Mm -hmm. If something miraculous happens in heaven, well, it's natural because it's heaven. Miracles are natural in heaven. But if something miraculous happens on earth, then it's supernatural. It looks abnormal. It looks unnatural. It's inconvenient. And if you're interested in supernatural ministry, if you really work, if you're really interested in walking in the kingdom power you know, of the Lord, then that's something you have to get your head around. It's not going to be transcendent and angelic. It's going to be grimy. It's going to be gritty. And it's going to be heavenly. Hmm. So you say... And somewhere in the in the mix of the grit and glory, the wonder and the wretchedness, I managed to have one crystal thought. This is what miracles are like. Wow! Yeah. Let's talk about your your book, how it came about, what's in it, what's in it for people, why they will be blessed, why. Why, why you wrote it, why you feel led to do it, and how it will transform their life as a believer, and, and as such, how it could impact those around them, many of whom may not even be believers yet. When we come back from our break, Jordan Singh. He's uh, the author of the new book, and uh, this new book is a book of miracle works, miracle working. It's called Miracle Work, a down-to-earth guide for supernatural people. Did you know that you have a capacity in you by the Holy Spirit to live in a supernatural reality? That uh, the rea reality in which you and I live oftentimes is, is um, below the capacity of what God intended for us to do. And how those around us who are hurting, broken, could very easily, if we were to be open, learn a few things. That's why this book is so helpful. They'll be able to see Christ in a way that uh, I mean, He's not seen by many people today. It could be because we're not moving in the power of His Spirit. Jordan Singh will be back to explain some details with us from the Word. Stay with us. Wandering the road of desperate life beneath the barren sky. On behalf of Danny Yamashiro Ministries, thank you from the bottom of our hearts to every single listener who has tuned into the program weekdays at 6 p.m. on WEZE and visited drdanny.live for more resources and information about the ministry. My dear friend, it is because of listeners and donors like you that we are able to spread the good word of the gospel over the airwaves and bring hope through opening people's hearts 
to Jesus Christ. We'd like to ask you to prayerfully consider donating to Danny Yamashiro Ministries so that we may continue to broadcast the gospel to believers and non-believers alike so that all may form a relationship with Jesus Christ. Visit drdanny.live if you are so moved to contribute financially. That's drdanny.live. And thank you again to every single listener and supporter of the Good Life Radio Program and Danny Yamashiro Ministries. May God richly bless you with the good life. You're listening to The Good Life with Dr. Danny, a program of Danny Yamashiro Ministries and Formation Institute. Divisions of Jesus Christ is calling you. Now let's join Dr. Danny and experience The Good Life today. Danny Yamashiro here. Welcome back to our show. Today, we're reaching into the vault for a classic interview when I hosted this show in Hawaii. Please enjoy. The book is Miracle Work, a down-to-earth guide for supernatural people. You can find out more about the book at bluewatermission.org. Uh, you can get the book there. It's at Logos Bookstore. Uh, but bluewatermission.org, that's where you can check it out. Jordan, how did it come about? Tell us about it. You know, I think the Lord uh, told me to write that book about 10 years ago. Um and uh, I was sort of coming out of my uh, academic life. I'd spent uh, a lot of years in the uh, higher academy. I had published some stuff, but it was all very scholarly academic stuff that nobody actually reads. Um, and, uh, and the Lord gave me, uh, uh, you know, a command. You, you're going you're gonna to write this book. It's going to be about supernatural ministry, uh, stuff that I had learned and stuff that I was teaching. And then life intervened. I got really, <laughs> really busy. I a couple of church plants in there. There were a couple kids in there. There were some major location changes. It just took me a long time uh, to get it out. What the book is essentially is is, is a compilation of um, the teachings uh, that I've been given for for years. Um, I am often um, invited to teach in ecumenical settings um, to Christians from all sorts of traditions about what you would call supernatural ministry. So this is healing and deliverance and prophecy and intercession and the filling of the Holy Spirit, things like that. Um, and uh, since I don't really come from any tradition, I think I have uh, a knack uh, for communicating this stuff in a, uh, uh, in, in a manner that sort of transcends uh, mm-hmm. traditions and, and make it accessible for people. I'd like to think I can do that anyway. Um, so I've been doing these seminars, these conferences, you know, for for years all over the country and many different countries at this point. Um, and I, I just finally managed to put them down on paper and to present them in a way that I hope is accessible with enough storytelling uh, to make it relatable and healthy. Now, when you talk about supernatural people, what do you mean, supernatural people? Yeah. When we say the word supernatural, often we think of miraculous experience, um, you know, healings or, or deliverances, miraculous answers to prayer. Uh, but, but to be a supernatural person, it doesn't just mean that, that you do supernatural healing or supernatural deliverance. It means that you live in a supernatural manner, which is to say an unnatural 
manner, an abnormal manner. Look, as followers of Jesus, we're called to be citizens of heaven. We're always going to look a little alien to the world Mm. if we really honor our heavenly calling. So to be a supernatural person, you have to walk in the miracle working power that Jesus walked in, but you also have to to walk in the down-to-earth, gritty, grimy, vulnerable lifestyle that Jesus walked in. You know, the most powerful miracle worker ever on earth uh, lived as a beggar, <laughs> was killed as a criminal, mm. uh, was completely uh, a man of the poor, uh, exposed uh, to, to every earthly challenge. And, and that's our calling, you know, both sides of that, to be completely uh, non-natural people. Now we have this, we have this desire that's in us somehow that we want to be, because what you're talking about sort of sounds uncivilized in some ways. <laughs> that's a great way but, to put it. But we we want to be not only civilized, we want to be sophisticates. Yeah. Uh, as Christians too. So yeah. how, how how does that what you're saying come in the face of our inclinations and sort of our societal norms? You know, my my problem comes when people are more concerned with being sophisticated than being true. Uh, I would consider myself a, a quite sophisticated person. Uh, I've got, you know, an, an education that is elite. Um, I understand things. I've been places. Um, it's just that the truth, as I've come to understand it, often looks foolish. And I, th- I think it's been that way for believers from the get-go. I mean, Paul said that you know, the Lord uses the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. It, to be a serious, serious follower of Jesus has always meant, always meant that you look a little surprising to the world. You look a little awkward. You look a little confusing. And I think that's just part of the testimony. If, um, if a complete non-believer looks at my life and immediately understands it, then I'm, I'm not living very well. You know, there has to be some mystery. There has to be an invitation to ask questions. And uh, that's some, it's a principle uh, that has really shaped my life and that uh, has really shaped my church. We try to be very serious about it at Blue Water, and, and as a result, it's a very interesting place. You know, so you're talking about a peculiarity hmm. when someone looks at it. At, at a Christian looks at you, looks at someone and says, you know, if they think they got you and there's not like a sort of, the thing we don't want to put on is like to put on, just be weird for the sake of being weird. Yeah. So where does that, that real, well, let's call it a, a true in, in, uh, with integrity kind of a honesty, reality, yeah. peculiar though still, where does that come from? Now, a big part of it for me um, has to do with n- not trying to make God seem normal. I mean, God is a, is a scandalous concept, um, particularly in our day and age. We enter that in the postmodern world. Uh, what's cool now is sort of the scientific atheism. You know, it's cool not to believe. I mean, God is a fantastic being. He's outside of, of space and time. Uh, living in some strange dimension. Uh, you know, he sent his God-man son into the world and he was killed and he came back to life. And, you know, there are angels running around and there are miracles happening. That's all quite fantastic. You know, it's 
it sounds a bit fairy tale. It's 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 weird, you know. And and if we're just kind of true to to God, as He presents Himself, if we are unabashed uh, about the truth about Him and the principles He calls us to live by, uh, I think you end up looking weird. You know, mm. it, it's a normal weirdness, as mm. I say uh, in the book. Supernatural ministries are part of that for me. Um, and, you know, obviously they were a big part of Jesus's ministries and, and part of the ministries of the people who followed Jesus back in the day. You would heal people, you would cast out demons, you would do supernatural things. And that was just part of the testimony of weirdness. That was just one of the ways in which they said, uh, look, we are unusual, this kingdom of God. It is an unusual thing. And I would love for the church to reclaim its testimony of weirdness in the world, you know, to do supernatural ministries, to do supernatural things, and to be unabashed about it, and and to announce to the world, yeah, you know, we're unusual, we're weird. I would also like the church to live in supernatural ways, to be fantastically generous with its money, you know, to do a material revolution. Mm-hmm. That would be super powerful in America. So, again, that we reclaim our testimony of weirdness in the world. You know, we don't follow the rules. We are different because God is really different than, than you think. So you look at the ministry of healing. Mm-hmm. What kind of things have you seen God do? Oh, my gosh. Um, over the years, I've seen the people uh, through the power of the Lord heal Almost any condition you could name. I mean, tumors disappearing, cancer is going away, uh, deaf ears opening. Uh, I tell a, a, a fun little story in the book about uh, some twisted legs straightening a guy who uh, suffered. What happened? With, uh, the story I tell is about a fellow I met in the Bay Area once at a conference, and he had suffered with polio and uh, a condition called peripheral nerve atrophy. And um, he had had. I think 14 surgeries uh, to help him deal with the condition over the years in constant pain, wore the big leg braces and, and walked with crutches or canes and uh, you know, the whole nine yards. And uh, he came to a seminar because his friends dragged him. He was not at all comfortable with the concept. Um, But we did some healing ministry uh, at that seminar and uh, you know, the power of the spirit was strong uh, some folks laid some hands on him and uh, uh, against his wishes, <laughs> almost, you know, the power flowed through his body. And at one point, we could hear the bones in his legs popping as they straightened out and, and his joints uh, realigned. Mm. And, and people are watching this. Yeah, people are watching this. And no one is more surprised than the fellow. His name is, is David Bunker, and he's ended up being a, a really cool friend of mine. And now uh, he himself is a supernatural ministry leader at his church in the Bay Area, and he tells his story. Like, like what was he, he doing goes. when when it was popping? And I mean, did it hurt? Or I mean, like, was he was he screaming? Or what? What? what uh, happened? It. Uh, I think it was mildly uncomfortable for him. His legs were twitching around uh-huh. a little bit. It was. It was uh, on on that day uh, for him. It was a little bit like he had been plugged into an electrical socket. You know, he sort of had the uh, had the tremors running through his extremities. But at different times, too, he was just grinning broadly. Man, I didn't see this coming when I woke up this morning. And, uh, you know, by the, by the end of the session, he had, you know, set down his, his cane and um, took off the leg braces and was walking around the room. 
He was such a game guy. I said, hey, walk backwards. You know, let's see you show off. And he did it. He just had a, <laughs> he had a good time with it. It was a very joyful thing. And he's turned it into testimony, which is why I love to share his testimony in the book. You know, mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. like the, the wealth we have with the Lord uh, is almost always contained in the stories we tell. You know, part of what you do is you're doing it in seminars and these, you know, sort of smaller type uh, venues. Well, it's got to be for outreach, right? I'm going to hear a big amen from you on this. Like, you know, this stuff is for kingdom growth. And the nature of the kingdom of God is that it's always growing, right? It's a mustard seed that becomes an incredibly large tree. Um, the most important guy in any church is the fellow who's just crossed the threshold for the first time and is checking mm -hmm. it out, you know. Uh, we're in the business of spreading the love of God, yeah. you know, sp spreading the restoration of the Lord. Uh, and so my favorite places to do any ministry, whether it be healing ministry or deliverance or prophecy or just teaching, are those frontier places, you yeah. know, those outreachy type places. Well, and and w one of the things that you're doing is you're equipping others to do it. Oh, yeah. So there's an exponential uh, component about this in the grassroots levels, in the grassroots places yeah. of life. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, and uh, when we come back, you know, here's a supernatural guy in my studio. He's, he's walking in the power of the Spirit. The Lord is doing miraculous things through his life. He's equipping others. He's written this new book, uh, Miracle Work, a down-to-earth guide for supernatural people. You can get it at uh, bluewatermission.org. It's at Logos Bookstore. But he also uh, has been, he said he was normalized in college there at Stanford University. Almost normalized. Yeah. He, he found his, his bride and there. And uh, when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about family. Jordan, we always want to hear about family. Stay with us. We'll be back with more from Jordan Singh. Wandering the road of desperate life. Aimlessly beneath the barren sky Leave it to me, Ali Hi, this is Danny Yamashiro. A woman in Boston recently told me, I listen to your program every day and was inspired by the man who became an NFL quarterback. A person in Orlando said, I heard your podcast of the man who came to God during the Jesus movement. Another friend said, that pastor who gave one of his organs to a boy without ever meeting the child touched me about Jesus' love. The Good Life with Dr. Danny is made possible through financial partners. Would you consider sending a gift to keep our program going? Podcasts have been downloaded in 49 states and 35 nations in the last six months. Please help us expand our reach Go to drdanny.live and click support this media ministry. That's drdanny.live and click support this media ministry. Hear me calling. Hear me calling. You're listening to The Good Life with Dr. Danny, a program of Danny Yamashiro Ministries and Formation Institute. Divisions of Jesus Christ is calling you. Now let's join Dr. Danny and experience the good life today. Danny Yamashiro here. Welcome back to our show. Today we're reaching into the vault for a classic interview when I hosted this show in Hawaii. Please enjoy. Right there in a 
seminar that he did. In fact, that, that guy is now you know, using it as a way to share his testimony for the Lord. Caleb Maskell, uh, Society of Vineyard Scholars and former Associate Director of Jonathan Edwards Center at Yale University, wrote, Jordan Singh's book is extraordinarily helpful because it answers the how and so what questions being asked by real people. I've seen nothing else like it. It's for everyone looking for sane, intelligent, practical instruction about the miraculous power of God in the 21st century. He's talking about Jordan Singh's book, Miracle Work, a down-to-earth guide for supernatural people. If you're listening to the show, if you're tuning in right now, I'm here with Jordan Singh and the author of that book. And if you want to hear the rest of the show, you can download it for free. You can send it to a family member or a friend. Go to thegoodlifehawaii.org. You can access this show and others that could really be a benefit to you, especially in a way to share the love of Christ with others. Jordan, you know, somebody today is uh, suffering. (laughs) I mean, we're talking about healing, 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 miracle working power, the miracle book, miracle work, your book. Uh, We talked about going to uh, different places where you've prayed for people. Okay, but what about somebody right now, they're listening. Somebody might even be in their hospital bed. Somebody might be uh, just at home because they couldn't go to work. Somebody is working right now, but they, they've got an excruciating pain in their head or in their back, and they're like, wow, I wonder if God would do something for me. You know, what What? What would you say to someone who's, who's facing that right now? Well, off the top, I would say two things. I would say that God is a God of restoration. You know, one way or another, he wants to bring restoration and healing uh, into your life, uh, spiritual and, and in all likelihood, physical as well, if you're suffering physically. And that is the expectation, that God is a God of expectation. The kingdom is a, is a kingdom of, of restoration. Um, I would say as well that the point of life is to trust the Lord. And the Lord does not make himself obvious. He doesn't drop miracles from heaven just because um, we ask necessarily. He expects us to work at it. Yeah. Uh, we invest faith. We invest consecration. We invest obedience. And uh, in those ways, we grow in his supernatural power mm-hmm. to heal bodies or to cast out demons. So it's a process that requires a little work, and that work will always involve trust. Okay. If you are hurting today, um, invest your trust in the Lord or go to people whose life is all about trusting the Lord and investing in a supernatural kingdom, and ask them to minister to you in supernatural power. Just like you would go to a doctor or a therapist. Mm-hmm. There's supernatural power in the, in the people of the Lord, and, and they can share it with you. Can you say a prayer for someone right now who's suffering? I'd love to. Father, I just thank you for the power of your Spirit, and I thank you for the presence of your Holy Spirit. Yes in all places, and I pray mm-hmm. that the presence of your Spirit would be strong uh, upon listeners who need him right now. And in the name of Jesus, I just speak out a blessing of healing. In the name of Jesus, I speak out a blessing of kingdom restoration. Be healed. Be restored. Experience the peace of the kingdom of God. Be well in Jesus' name. Be freed in Jesus' name. 
be clear in Jesus' name and be of good faith. Amen. Amen. Jordan, talk to us about your family. I got a great family. Uh, I uh, married the former Miss Sonia Lum um, of Oahu. We met in college, though. We were in California and uh, then spent uh, the next 12 years uh, on the mainland uh, after after the wedding uh, before finally getting back here in uh, 2003, uh, I guess it was. Um, and great partner. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be married to me. That's a, that's a tough <laughs> job. Um, hmm. but she has walked with me through, you know, church plants, career changes, um, uh, my fight against depression. Uh, we have two beautiful kids now. Um, Johanna, who is eight and Jeremiah, who is six. Part of that story for us is that we had seven straight miscarriages before finally um, successfully having uh, our daughter. Um, so we have lots of kids waiting for us uh, mm-hmm. in, in the mm-hmm. next life. Yes. Um, two beautiful ones who we are mindful to celebrate uh, every day, given our history. Uh, here's a supernatural story. Here's a fun one. When uh, my daughter Jojo was 15 months old, uh, she was... Uh, you know, just learning to talk and stuff like that at the time. She was playing in the living room one night. She got up and walked over to Sonia and lifted uh, Sonia's blouse and put her chubby little hand on, on Sonia's tummy and said, baby, baby. And uh, Sonia thought, well, how does my 15-month-old girl know that babies come from mommy's tummies? And then she thought a minute. She went to the drugstore and bought a pregnancy test, and that's how we found out we were pregnant with her brother. Whoa. Uh, so she was prophesying at 15 months old, mm-hmm. uh, which puts me to shame. She's a gifted little girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's still quite sensitive. Hmm. Amazing story. My, uh, my boy was in the church office yesterday, uh, at church and he, uh, he walked over to the window and looked out over Palama. We're in, we're in the neighborhood of Palama, a colorful neighborhood, mm-hmm. looked out the window and sighed deeply <sighs> and said, I love church. I don't know if I'm a very good pastor, uh, but if my six-year-old is digging the church, I guess I'm doing something right. That's a good thing. (laughs) Uh, Jordan, your book is uh, bound to reach many and equip people. Miracle work, a down-to-earth guide for supernatural people. Really, it says on the back cover, the question isn't how to get God to do miracles as if he were a fussy giver, but how to grow in the miracle-working power that God makes us readily makes God makes readily available to us. Yeah, that's uh, if there's one concept I would like to make people understand about uh, what we call supernatural ministry, it's that it's a partnership with God. We understand that about normal ministries. I mean, nobody hears the word unless we preach it. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody experiences supernatural ministry. Nobody experiences healing or deliverance unless we work at it. Uh, we need to have that attitude about all the ministries that we do, the supernatural ones as well as the ones that, that look more natural, so to speak. Healing words from Dr. Jordan Sang, bluewatermission.org. My friend, God's timing is perfect. There's no better time than right now to share the love of Christ with someone near you. 
And look, if you haven't done so, hey, this might be that perfect moment for you to open your heart to Jesus Christ. Go to drdanny.live for next steps. Find resources to reach family and friends. Subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and podcast platforms. 1 Corinthians 4 verse 20 says, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. It's always a blessing to be with you. Thank you to Dr. Jordan Singh, bluewatermission.org. Until next time, along with my producer and creative director, Brian Torres, social media director, Luke Yamashiro, and guest coordinator, Jan Yi. I'm Danny Yamashiro. Remember, the Lord is with you as you share the love of Jesus with someone today. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast of The Good Life with Dr. Danny. We hope that today's program has been a blessing for you and that you may find hope in hearing how God's Word affects people from all walks of life. The Good Life with Dr. Danny is a listener-supported program, and we'd like for you to prayerfully consider becoming a sponsor or donor. To contact Dr. Danny and learn more about the ministry, visit drdanny.live. That's drdanny.live. Be sure to tune in weekdays at 6 p.m. to hear The Good Life with Dr. Danny. Until next time, may God richly bless you with The Good Life.